I'm the girl who talks a lot. I'm the girl who always has her head in the clouds. I'm the girl that tries to find the humor in every situation. I'm the girl who's too much. Hi, I'm Sam Richardson, and this is my podcast, Living Richardson. Hey, hey, glory holes. Where do I even start? Thanks to another one of my panic attacks going viral, there's a wave of newcomers. Hi, I'm Sam. Welcome to the show. To recap, I'm a neurodivergent, married, stay-at-home mom of three who moonlights as a choreographer and theater performer. I'm a Midwestern gal, and even though my social media pages are filled with Michigan Wolverine commodities, I reside in Ohio. I know, I know. But my husband, Kyle, is originally from the state up north, so sue me. On second thought, don't do that. (laughs) I've endured a lot of trauma in my life. An absent father, childhood sexual assault by a relative, domestic violence, and the loss of a child, to name a few. On top of that, I also suffer from a variety of mental illnesses. My personal bowl of alphabet soup, as I call it. Anxiety, ADHD, OCD, PTSD, and PMDD. None of this stops me from living. It sure as hell has tried. But I choose to keep going. I do so by sharing my story and healing with humor. I've been a digital creator for essentially three years, and I think it's fair to say I've had my fill of internet harassment and online trolls. Currently, I'm at what feels like a turning point in my life and online career, if you will. And I'm left with two options. Do I say farewell to everything I've built and let the haters win? Or do I remember who the hell I am and everything I've conquered? Should I take the road less traveled? You know what? Screw the road. I'll forge my own path. Welcome to the season one finale of the Living Richardson podcast. Let them talk. I can't believe we're here. 21 episodes in. When I took the leap and started this podcast last July, I honestly didn't have faith in myself. Having ADHD, I often start a project and leave it in the wind when something new strikes my fancy. I didn't have a schedule planned out or any theme really other than I was encouraged to share longer versions of my life story. Every episode was produced on a whim of what happened to be heavy on my mind at the time. And this one is no different. This is not the end of my podcast by any means. Referring to the turning point I mentioned earlier, I figured this would make a great intermission. I've shared the primary stories that have shaped me into who I am. And as I navigate this new growth, I know there will be more to come. I have always been involved with the arts. My mom enrolled me in dance class at the age of three, and I've never looked back. It's where my heart belongs. Whether it's theater, dance, writing, it doesn't matter. Creation is my passion. But it's also my greatest outlet. If I didn't have the arts, I doubt I would have survived my darkest days. It's no surprise that when the pandemic hit, I did what every millennial stuck at home with a phone did. Downloaded TikTok. Now let's get this straight, because I do have a bit of a bone to pick with you. I actually started Living Richardson as a blog back in 2017. Even though my content was definitely watered down, I still tried to acknowledge and educate about mental health. 2017 was when I was first diagnosed, and I wanted to show the real-life view of living with a mental illness. But people weren't ready for it then. Even relatives reached out to tell me to not post panic attacks on the internet. So I stopped. 
Then the world shut down, and everyone turned to the mentally ill freak for comfort. Yeah, the anxiety you felt worrying if you had enough toilet paper to wipe your ass? It's pretty how much I feel every waking moment. Being quarantined with three kids, ages 8, 5, and 1, I definitely needed an outlet. I downloaded TikTok, watched a few videos, and realized making content could be a lot of fun. I started creating content around what I know best, being a mom and a wife. However, it wasn't your typical mom influencer content. I showed the real-life humorous and even crass side of motherhood, and people enjoyed it. When a following accrues, there's bound to be some trolls. My first hate comments were your average variety of mom and wife shaming. Stay-at-home moms don't work. Get a real job. You're a stay-at-home mom who does nothing all day, but you're too lazy to put out for your husband who provides everything? Yeah, he's got a side piece. And so many more gems like that. I'll be honest. At first, the comments got to me. I would get so heated and waste my time arguing. Then one day, I was brave enough to clap back and make a video response. The commenter immediately deleted their comment. That was when I realized I held the power. Seriously, though, it made me realize that all the comments were nonsense made by people who didn't know me or have any true effect on my life. So I started letting the small hate I received go, rolling my eyes at the absurdity of caring so much about someone else's life. My TikTok following continued growing, so I began telling personal, humorously relatable stories that people devoured, and my fan base spread like wildfire, eventually pouring over to other social media platforms. One story in particular has provoked some callous individuals who have, what seems like, made it their life goal to bring me down. I'm not kidding. There's a Reddit snark group all about me. These people have nothing better to do with their lives than to stalk and harass my social media pages. They don't think it's considered harassing. But if you continuously create fake accounts after you've been blocked in order to maliciously and falsely, may I add, attack the creator... That is harassment. I have even been doxxed by these trolls. To be clear, the most recent viral panic attack of me crying was not addressed to the online trolls and honestly has nothing to even do with social media. Which is funny since most of the comments tell me to get off social media if I can't handle people judging me. When you have to sit stone-faced while listening to lies about yourself by people who are being paid to tear you down, you stop caring what people think of you. I've always been an open book and not one who's easily embarrassed. I'll divulge everything without batting an eye. What do you want to know? Just ask. I don't know how to experience life without feeling too much. I feel everything, even when I don't want to. I've suffered from panic attacks most of my life, although I didn't know that's what they were until recently. I actually used to pass out as a teen because of how intense they got. Truly, being diagnosed with my bowl of mental sidebar, I hate using the term mental illness. Because of the twisted views people have around it, I know I should probably use the term to normalize what it really is, and eventually I will. But for now, I prefer to call it mental obstacles. As with any illness, obstacles are presented and you do your best to manage them from derailing your life. But I'm not sick. I do not deserve to be viewed as invalid or crazy because of my diagnosis. Being diagnosed was my saving grace. I finally learned why I am the way that I am and discovered the tools and resources I need to function a society that's not kind to neurodivergent people. 
As an individual with ADHD, I also experience rejection sensitivity dysphoria. RSD is extreme emotional sensitivity and pain triggered by the perception, not necessarily the reality, that a person with ADHD has been rejected or criticized by people in their life. Well, Sam, we all fear rejection on some level. True, it's human nature, but RSD isn't. When the emotional response associated with RSD is internalized, it can imitate full major depression, complete with suicidal ideation that comes on so fast it is often misdiagnosed as rapid cycling bipolar disorder. When this emotional response is externalized, it looks like an impressive instantaneous rage at the person or situation responsible for causing the pain. 50% of people who are signed court mandates anger management treatment have previously unrecognized ADHD, which is great for someone like me whose life is being played out virally. I know, don't put it out there if you can't handle the criticism. It's not the criticism I can't handle. I've learned that people are going to judge you no matter what you do, so you might as well do you, boo. The issue I have is that people will often incorrectly diagnose me in the comments on my panic attack videos. She's manic, definitely bipolar, multiple personalities for sure. Would you look at someone with diabetes and say, hmm, seems like you have cancer to me. I don't know, maybe it would because you're a straight up dick. I can't wrap my head around the cruel opinions of others and their need to make sure everyone hears them spew their hate. Also, they tell me I have a mental disorder like it's supposed to be offensive. Mental illness isn't a joke and I'm not ashamed of it. Being diagnosed has allowed me to flourish and I'm proud of how far I've come. I've even received absurd comments on videos about Cadence, my daughter who passed away, that I'm using my dead baby for clout. Not gonna lie, that one stings. Crazy how a short six weeks can feel like an eternity and affect the rest of your life. I kept that part of my life bottled up for so long, eager to not let it define me. I was also afraid to bring others down. Watch the pain well in their eyes when I explained how I actually had four kids, not three. Now I'm finally at a place where I can accept that I lost a child and stop pretending that it happened to someone else. I share to remember her. I share in case there's another 19-year-old mother who feels lost like I was. The rude comments and false diagnoses encourage me to continue sharing. Life comes with good and bad. I've always shown the humor, and now it's time to show that there is a lot of work that goes into finding it. It's important to feel the pain, truly acknowledge it, and even appreciate it. it means you're not a psychopath. One of the most asked questions I get is how I have the confidence to post what I post. I've been bullied in some aspect my entire life. First and foremost, for my heterochromia. For anyone who isn't aware, I have two different colored eyes. My right eye is green and my left is brown. To quickly address your questions, my eyes were blue until they changed around the age of two. It's a genetic mutation but does not affect my vision. However, my green eye is more sensitive to light. My driver's license says DIC, which stands for dichromatic. None of my children have inherited this mutation, and no, I'm not like David Bowie. He had anisocoria, meaning one of his pupils was dilated more than the other, giving the illusion that he had heterochromia. In my adolescence, I was called a freak because of my eyes. Even though a good chunk of people find my eyes to be fascinating now, I do still receive rude comments. I get made fun of for having a lazy eye, 
which isn't true, but so what if I did? Where's the decency? I still get called a freak and even demon eyes. That's my favorite. I also have wild and untamable curly hair. My mom has a completely different hair texture than I do, so until recently, I never knew how to properly style it. I spent most of my life walking around looking like Hagrid. How do I overcome the hate? I own it. Once I discovered this secret, my entire outlook on life changed. I now teach my children this when dealing with a bully. Own what they make fun of you for. Unless it's inaccurate. Then, just let them talk. I know, easier said than done, which is why I clap back at times. But it's also important to stand your ground when need be. But for the most part, ignore them. There was an encounter with our family therapist, who happens to be a little person, that confirmed my method of owning it. At our very first session, Blair, our four-year-old, walked right up to her, pointed and stated, You're little. Yeah. Quick as a whip, our therapist smiled and said, You're correct. I am little. Then she explained how she was just made differently. Blair accepted her answer and never questioned it again. It's normal for people to be different. We spent this session discussing this very topic. Own who you are and no one will be able to tear you down for it. At that time, Graham, my son, had just started wearing glasses. He shared that some kids were calling him Glasses Boy. I asked him, Do you wear glasses? And are you a boy? Of course he nodded. So they're stating something you already know to be true and are comfortable with. If they call you that again, say, Yeah, I do have glasses and am a boy. What about it? He was nervous, but he took our advice and stood up for himself. Not only did the bully stop, Graham and a few other friends who wear glasses started their own club called the Glasses Gang. I shit you not, that is a true story. I will never forget how excited he was to tell me. Now, you may experience some repercussions when you take the stance if your foe wants to keep the fight up. They will turn your newfound self-confidence into an act of narcissism. Ugh, she's so full of herself. She only posts for attention. Let me share another little secret with you. Anyone who posts anything on the internet does so for attention. Why else would they post it? This is true for commenting as well. What do you gain from commenting negatively on another person's post when it will affect you in no way whatsoever? Going back to the catalyst of this episode, the viral crying panic attack, in the video, I address no one in particular and say, I dare you to tell me these tears are fake. My story has been mostly shared on TikTok, so when this video went viral on Instagram, many people didn't know who I am or what the context of the video is. The context really is my way of still getting my voice heard, documenting what life is like for a neurodivergent person. Ultimately, what life can be like for anyone if there's enough stressors. I grew sick of watching influencers only show the perfect side of life. Even those that claim to be real don't talk about the hard stuff. In my opinion, we need to address and accept the hard stuff so we can live with it. It's a speed bump, not a road blockage, and we certainly shouldn't continue detouring around it. I live in Ohio, the land of construction. I believe in repairing the road so that we can continue using it. 
In other words, when we share the truth about the hard stuff, the road becomes a lot more accessible. I don't share my story because I have a high sense of self. I share because I like knowing that I'm not alone. If that makes me an attention whore, then so be it. It's therapeutic to talk about my life experiences. I will never understand why people continue watching my content if they don't like it. Rather than scrolling by, they comment, What do you get from that? In three years of being a content creator, I've never turned off comments. I honestly don't delete them either. If you say something nasty enough, I'll flat out block you. For the first time, I turned off the comment section on the Instagram reel of that viral video. Not because I was ashamed or embarrassed, but because I was annoyed. Comment after comment of people saying, your tears are fake. Annoyed that no one seems to be original anymore, but also what in the hell type of world do we live in where we come across a complete stranger crying and instead of being compassionate, we're set on tearing them down even further. Even after turning off the comments, people continue going out of their way to privately message me that my tears are fake. And as of this recording, weeks after posting that video, I'm still receiving those messages. Along with the drama, I also found out that my OnlyFans content was leaked just last week. I'm sure they expected me to bury my head in the sand and cry, but I wasn't ashamed or embarrassed by this either. I was angry. Angry that someone was stealing my work and trying to profit off of it. Listen, I wouldn't put anything out there that I'm uncomfortable with. So to the harasser that came up with the fake screen name, Samantha's Bald Cooch, yeah, I'm a bear bitch. I find the bush to be itchy and uncomfortable, so if that's not your cup of tea, don't subscribe. Fortunately, I was able to contact the sites that leaked the photos and have them immediately taken down. I've been in the art since I was three years old. I'm a professional choreographer. I know a thing or two about copyright law. And I'm not saying any of this to be narcissistic. I'm stating a fact to people who are trying to screw with me. As a content creator, I've had a lot of my original ideas copied, and it fucking sucks. Pardon my French, but that's the only way to describe it. I've watched other creators' careers take off using my original ideas, which of course they don't credit me for, but even when they do, no one pays attention to it. That's why I've kind of pulled back from using trending sounds. It's harder for people to take credit for my original audio even though some still try to pass off my voice as their own. Look, judge and hate me all you want, but don't steal from me. Whether you choose to believe it or not, my content is my art, and everything I produce is copyrighted. I own who I am, and I know my truth. That's how I survive the hate and why I continue posting. I know the truth in the context I know the reality of those tears. It doesn't matter what someone else thinks of me. I never used to have this confidence. As a kid, I looked up to women whom I considered to be strong, never imagining I could live up to their names. I've recently realized that I don't have to compete with or live up to anyone's name. I have my own. I decided who I've always wanted to be 
is who I am. I just had to have the courage to be her. I want to be a woman who is remembered by her children as someone that was gentle and kind, but took no shit. May they never forget that my life was lived with them always in the forefront. But I also didn't lose myself in being their mom. There is nothing stopping me from being this woman but me. Get off social media and live your life. I'm happy to say that I'm truly at a place where the online hate comments don't hurt me anymore. I am living my life. And I'm choosing to post it on social media to show the reality of life. The good, the bad, and everything in between. Figure out what makes you happy and live your life unapologetically. You're going to be judged no matter what you do. I'm harshly criticized because I cuss. Just because I'm open, sassy, and crass on my little section of the internet doesn't mean I can't hold my own in a five-star setting. Declare who you are and believe it. I've always wanted to be a writer, and look at me now. 21 published episodes of my written word. I'm a mom, a wife, a sister, a friend, a choreographer, a performer, a creator, an influencer, a writer. Q Alanis Morissette, I'm a bitch. If the shoe fits, wear it and let them talk. I'm Sam Richardson, and I'm proud of the name I've built. If you've enjoyed listening to my personal business over the last few months, or have even found this podcast to be helpful, please share. Sharing is caring and it costs nothing. For more content and to connect with me daily, follow me on your favorite social media platform at Living Richardson. I appreciate all of your support. It keeps me going when I fail at keeping the negativity out. I hope you know I'm always here for you too. Thanks for listening, you glorious holes.